Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I'm so excited. I'm ecstatic to be joined by Patrick Taylor, CEO, founder of TaylorMade Productions. This man's incredible. He's been in the music industry over 30 years, done everything. Literally, I love the title. It's really captured in his book, From the Demo to the Limo. And I know it's a subtitle, but we can get into it. Um, I want to roll back the clock, though. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Tell us about just sort of how you got attracted to this industry. I know initially you were working as a tech, but talk about working your way to the top. I mean, just sort of where the vision come from and starting. Hmm. Well, we we we're family of music and and uh, singers. Mm -hmm. It's just run through the family. Um, I come from a family of twelve, so I have um, <clears throat> five more brothers and six sisters. Uh, total of six boys, six girls, and um, my my brother, the second from the oldest. It was my older. It was my older brother, and then my brother right under him. Um, he plays guitar, so he kind of mm -hmm. started the whole thing. Right. Um, and then my brother under him um, took on the music thing, played drums and all right. that, and then he, you know. It came to me, and then it went to, on to my my brother, and then the baby brother. Right. So we all just came through that whole music thing. Uh, we had the drums, the guitars, right. the pianos, and all that in, in the house, and uh, it it just kind of went from there. But at an early age, <clears throat> I decided that I wanted to be in the music industry, mm. and it it was either go to college. Right. Or you can't stay here. My right. mother and my father was <laughs> like, you either go yeah, to college exactly. or if you're going to do music, not in this house. Right, exactly. You know, so right. we, my brother and I, we chose to take our things and we left. Right. Wow. And um, and uh, it, it started it started then. We, we took it seriously at 18, 19. Right. And we um, we were able to we were able to get in this band. The band out of, was out of Houston. It was called the Glass Band. Right. We had a record called Bedrock. Wow. We took the Flintstones. Most people don't know. Sure. There used to be a song on the Flintstones right. called Bedrock. Sure. Right. So we took that. Right. That was the town and, we were in. And that was right. And we <laughs> took that. And when they talk about, I guess nowadays flipping a record or sure. sampling a record, sure. right. we used that Bedrock whole thing. Mm. We got it from the Flintstones. So, right. but anyway, and then we after I did that, I became the role manager, right. the wardrobe person, right. the sound engineer. Uh, I was the roadie back right, then, right. what they call right. them, roadies. Right. Exactly. I was right. setting up the gear, right. um, and, and I began to just learn how to do mm -hmm. everything. Right. And it, it just moved me over, you know, into, went from that band on to another local band right. that we had in Houston uh, called Jefferson Inc. Right. And um, I started working for them, and uh, the drummer mm -hmm. uh, named Willie Jefferson, he saw me working with the first band, right. and he wanted me to come <laughs> and work with his band, so I went to work with him, and, 
and he was connected to Mays, right. Frankie Beverly and Mays. Right. He he had a connection to them, yeah. and he and he was Cold blessed with an opportunity to go on the road and do transportation for Mays. Because mm. back then, like ninety one, ninety two, right. somewhere along in there, Mays would travel with their own transportation. Yeah. They right. wouldn't do local ground sure. transportation in cities. Uh, okay, see. I was I was one of the um, guys that was able to drive. I drove a van, right. and uh, just you know, people say uh, right place, right time. Right back connections. Then. Yeah. I was just in the right place at the right time, sure. and that's how I was able to make it over, over to Maze. But I put sure. the work in, of course, to get to that point to just yeah. drive the van. Right. Sure, right. <laughs> I like was excited about right. driving right. the van. Right. I wasn't even. Yeah, it was tech it, work. Right, exactly. It was just tech work, and right. from tech work, tech work to okay, come work for me. Right. And when I worked, when I went and worked for Willie Jefferson, which was a leader of Jefferson Inc. Right. Uh, he was a drummer. Sure. So I had to set up all his drums. Right, sure. But I learned that from the first group, the glass band, how to sure. set up all the equipment and everything or whatever. And that's how my my journey started at 18, 19, just graduated from high school, never went to college. Yeah. Uh, I went straight into what I wanted to yeah. do. And this is, it's, it's been a blessing because sure. most people don't, you know, come out of high school knowing what they want to do. It's by not. They're figuring it out. Exactly. No, I didn't have to figure it out. I was sure. like, I'm in this music. That's it. Sure. Yeah, whatever it takes. So I wanted to tease that out a little bit. Do you sense that it almost was sort of a, maybe even a divine intervention that you were able to get into really sort of the business side of things relatively early, which really has allowed your longevity and a tremendous career? Because many times people find that if they really want to always be in front of the camera, in front of the mic, so to speak, it can be a lot harder, many more ups and downs, harder to sustain, harder to maintain. There's so many people with talent. But there are only a few that really sort of know the business side. Yeah, and it's interesting because I always, I always, when I meet someone and we start to talking about the music industry, everybody want to be on stage. Right. Everybody want to be the person, that right. guy or that young lady or that young man. They all want that. They all want that. But behind the scenes is where it all is put together. Right. Um, we help the main artists go to the stage sure. by by taking care of the arts and ends and right. the business part of it mm -hmm. to get them to the stage um and i i just i just fell in love with that part mm -hmm. i thought it was i thought it was just exciting and right. attractive cool. to do a deal to put a deal together right. and once the deal go together and then you meet like a lot of powerful people right and and it, it could be someone in the room that's just quiet and standing back but they're the reason why you see a Maze and an Anita right. Baker and a Patti sure. LaBelle and right. a Stevie and a Prince and a Michael and a and 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 on and on and on and the Keith Sweats and the Tanks and the right. you know the Johnny Gills and the New Editions and because it's those people that you probably don't even pay attention to in the room right. that is responsible for and 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 interesting enough about this whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, when you hear artists that you love in this day and age, and back in the you know the 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 mid to late seventies, all the way up to like two thousand nine, and I may be stretching it, most of those artists was discovered or found by someone that you probably don't sure, even know. Right, I've heard of right. You, you've that's, never that's heard of the person true. that actually right. walked them into the label or sure. walked them to someone that. 
was connected. Mm-hmm. And and I and I always say it's relationships. Yes, absolutely. People think it's about money, right. but it's the relationship that puts you in the position if you looking for money or you want to make money, of course we do, but don't ever overlook your relationships because we burn a lot of bridges by overlooking people. The, the very person in the room that you think that's standing back just looking and quiet, right. that could be the person that run this entire right. situation here. Right. Make your career. And you never go over and speak. You never say anything. Or, right. You know, so you, you have to be careful. My thing is with, you know, relationships and you have to you have to build, you know, great relationships because if you've been around the industry or know anything about it, everybody has a story and nine times out of ten, you will, you will hear the bad side true. about the person before you hear the good side. Yes, the best. And I would definitely say that's true. I wanted to sell that pearl out. Some young person that you may want to try to give advice um, to that may be listening to this, what would you sort of tell them in terms of maybe not having the ego? Um, and obviously you come from a tremendous sense of humility. I already sense that from you. My thing to any any young person is you have to understand yourself first. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a lot of time to waste with you anymore. Like there used to be artist development. Right. That's gone. We expect a young person to come in at a level. And why? Because we we have saw maybe one or two young people come in and have a, a sense of direction and understanding. Mm-hmm. But we put that on every young person. Like you need to be ready. You, 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 you have to you know, be willing to get up and go. You, you have to do this and you have to do that. Well, you, you, but are we willing to teach them? Are we willing to take time out to teach them? And, and, and before we even get to that point, what about their spirit and what about their faith? Right. And, 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 and just, you know, we don't know the background of which what they're coming from. Yes, yes. So we take them and we throw them in this, in this situation right. and we expect them to be more mature than what they are. Right. And we forget you may meet a young man or a young lady that's 21 or 22, but they they act like, right. or they or it feels like, oh, you yeah, I can tell you a little bit much more. You're a little bit more mature right. than your age, mm-hmm. but then when the rubber meet the road, that age show up. Right, sure, right. And and we have to be careful to not to overlook the age of that person. And the one thing that I that I teach. And my Think It, Say It, Do It project, we'll talk about that later on in this interview, Mm -hmm. but I teach, be faithful to yourself. Mm, I like that. First and foremost, understand the faith and the power and the spirit that you have within you because your spirit changed the room. Mm. Either way, you walk in a room where you don't have good spirit, you're going to give off a bad, bad vibe. Right. You walk in the room and you have a real humble uh, uh, spirit. You walk in the room and you, you're light and right. you lit up. Right. Whatever you bring in the room, that, whatever spirit that you are, you, when you walk in the room, that comes with you. You have to understand that. Right. 
Understand the spirit in you. And then what are you faithful to? Mm. Are you faithful to yourself? Right. Are you faithful to trying to prove to someone else right. that you can what? do this? Sure. No, you don't never have to be faithful to someone else to prove that you can do something. Right. Be faithful to yourself. Mm. People may not like this, sure. but be faithful to yourself. You'll be a better person. You'll be a better athlete. You'll be a better doctor. You'll be a better lawyer. You'll be a better uh, singer. You'll be a better producer. You'll be a better uh, 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 player for his playing instruments when you're faithful to yourself. Give it to yourself. Stop trying to be faithful to someone else because when, they, when you let them down, right, now they're questioning your faith. But if you come in with a strong faith, and it's easy for me to sit here and say this on sure. camera, right. but it's not easy to do. Sure. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of time with yourself. It takes a lot of studying. And I'm not talking about putting yourself in an isolation place. Right. I'm just saying take our time to understand who you are better. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see different results when you go at things. you know. And, and that's, that's my advice to young folk. You, you're not going to get what you see on television and what you see on social media. That's not for everybody. Right. No, right. We're, we're not, everybody right. not going right. to get that. Right. I don't care how hard you try. Right. It, it, there are chosen few. Right. And not to say that you can't strive and not to say you can't dream. But what are your dreams? Right. Not the dream of seeing someone else and want it. Right. Because exactly. we can Just get that yourself. confused. Sure, yeah, it's very subtle. You see somebody exactly. else with it, and right. now you dreaming that you can have it. Right. But no, what is your dream? Right. What are you dreaming for? What is it that you want for you? Not what you saw him or her have. Right. Right. What do you want for you? And and that's like my open open opening statement to young people. You know, start understanding who you are and what you are. Stop thinking you know everything about this industry because mm -hmm. you watch your favorite hip hop artist or your favorite old school artist mm -hmm. or your favorite jazz artist or rock or pop uh, uh, artist, and now you think you know. Right. Doesn't come that easy. No, it doesn't come that easy. Gotta put the time in. You may not be able to say the name, but who may be an artist or an example of working with an artist where you felt like, okay, I feel like they really are sort of walking in some of these principles because of an example or something that you saw. You really felt like they handled the room well or were willing to respond to criticism or were willing to let someone else pick out the lead single on the song or something of that nature where you, you got a sense of this person, I, I think I think they get it or they exemplified some of these virtues. Oh, that's easy. Up. That's easy for me. I was working with a young lady back in 0405 up until about seven or eight mm -hmm. her name was Cara and she was everything that you wish for in an artist uh, young mm -hmm. starting out she was very dedicated uh, she was self-motivated um, she's a great writer and arranger uh, of her own songs uh, she lived for it um, was very well um rooted and grounded, come from a, uh, a really great, you know, family, mom and dad, a sister and a brother. Um, and uh, she she got it. She understood it. Right. I mean, you didn't have to tell her to rehearse. You didn't have to tell her to do things. Right. Uh, we were building something really, 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 really great. 
And sometimes when things don't happen for young people as quick as they think it should happen, um, and, and, and the parent wants you to go to school and want you to be the doctor or the lawyer, because we teach right. the doctor lawyer thing more than anything. Sure. Is what I've what I've seen in my in my time. Right. Uh, you need to go to school and get an education. Uh, we teach that. We preach that. We beat them over the head. Right. You know, with that. And this young lady uh, decided to go back to school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she was a, a great example of understanding going through those those uh, um, um, artist developments and different mm-hmm. levels of artist development. You know, had a vocal coach, right. uh, a trainer, um, uh, rehearsing with dancers, and right. you know, in the studio with different producers okay. to get to just get an understanding on what direction she wanted to take the sound in. Sure. We did a great record on her, um, but uh, I, I'm not. I I think she just got to the point where it didn't happen right. as soon That's as. Right some of the people that was around her right. was like, well, you should that's be gone by now. And, sure. and, and and that's where we have to be careful because you can allow someone to get in your ear yes. that's telling you what well, you should do, you should do, you should do, you should do. And before you know it, you don't hear yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. You hear that, you should do this, you should do that. You, I don't know why you're wasting time doing this. And you get caught up in that, yes. not even knowing that that person has an effect on you because they keep telling you what you should be doing. And then the greatest one, if it was me, right. and you'll, right. you'll listen not. to if right. it was me, right. and now you're not doing yeah. what you were doing anymore. Sure. And, and you, didn't, you don't even realize or recognize you slipped over in that world just like that, boom, you was in that world. And, but 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 I, as I said that I I've seen that with her. Mm-hmm. She was a she was a great and she would she would have if she had stayed with it, right. she would have been very successful. And there's a young kid out of Chicago named Messiah, mm-hmm. and uh, he's under my wing. Mm-hmm. But his zeal for continuing to write records, he has not put a lot of records up on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he if he stay in that direction that he's going in, and he continue to listen, right. um, he he will turn out to be something special. Because when I say young, I'm talking eighteen, nineteen. Right. I don't think he's twenty yet. Sure. Wow. You know, if he's twenty, he just made twenty. But that's someone that I you know I have a lot of you know respect for. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his zeal of continuing to. He he has written. And arranged probably ninety five percent of the songs that he sent me, you know, um, uh, just hidden talent to just need an opportunity, you know, or whatever. And uh, so that that's what I would say, you know, to that. Sure. And on the flip side, what are some of the? This is not a good idea. You know, walking in the room or interfacing with a record label. Don't. What would be some of those pearls that you give, even if you know you can't say a name of somebody who might have really. taking some steps in the, in the wrong direction that were too bold and too wrong to make it work. Well, see, it's interesting when we say wrong direction mm-hmm. um, because for someone new that don't have anything, and in this business it take money to make a record move. Mm-hmm. And, and people can say, well, let me just throw it up on the internet and let's see what happens, and that's not true, uh, but 
you may get some success on the internet with the record, right. but when the record label step in, that's a major machine. Right. It's a lot of muscle behind that machine, which is called money. Right. When they step on it, they step on it with some money. They gonna make it go places that you can never ever think about it going. Right. That's not to say that the internet won't help you, but you're gonna spend a little bit of money on the internet right. doing something. You're gonna spend money going in the studio or doing something. I just think that some of the some of the do's and the don'ts depend on your situation. If you want to be on a major label, they're gonna give you their terms and their con and their conditions. Right. And if you accept them and that's what you wanted, then get on a major label. Sure. If you had opportunity, right. take the deal. Sure. I'm not gonna tell you don't take the deal. Do you have to take the deal? No. Right. Can you do the same thing that they're gonna do for you on a lower scale, yes. It's gonna take you a little bit longer, yes. Yeah. Are you patient enough to wait to do it the way the independent and the independent labels do it? If you had a patience in you like that, right. then wait. But if not, and you get an offer, it, it's, it's up to you to decide whether it's a good offer or not. Nine times out of 10, if they're the muscle and, they, and they're the machine, they're gonna make the offer where it benefits them more than it do you. Right. Because they're taking a chance. And if they don't take that chance on you and, and you're not willing to take the chance on yourself, then what is wrong with them asking for the biggest piece of the pie? Right. Why, because you can sing real good? You're just another great singer that don't nobody know. Right. When they put their muscle behind it now, people are getting ready to know who you are. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what you call a good deal. I hear these guys get on these platforms and you don't have to give a record label this, you don't have to do this with a record label, but 90% of those guys on those platforms are successful. Right. What about the guy that's not successful? What about the guy that doesn't have the financial backing to put him there? Right. But a label is offering him a situation. Right. It just depends on, because no matter what you do in the entertainment industry, you're going to give it up to get it. Right. You're not getting through those doors without giving up something to get what you want. So when you hear these guys say, oh, I did it all by myself. I didn't use the record label money. And when I walked in, the record label gave me 500 million. When I walked in, the record label gave me, but they're not telling you what they gave up. Right, sure. Because rest assured, the record label owns something. Right. They're not just giving you 10, 15, 20, 30 million dollar situations right without them owning the masters to that music. Right. You, you cut some deal that worked for both parties. That's what deals are made. That's how deals are created. They it have to work out. And, and it doesn't mean because you walk out the door thinking, oh, they gave me $30 million. They gave you $30 million, but they may own the publishing for the next 50 years. Right. Or they may own a portion of the publishing. So you, you're gonna give it up to get it, it's just what you're willing to give up. Who's gonna give you a hundred million or two hundred million dollar deal and you're not gonna give up something? Yeah. Business just don't work that way. Right. And I think it's good for you to be able to say that and for us to be able to be honest about it because like you said, you'll hear a lot of big names now that are much more known 
Um, and there are a lot of issues even currently with some artists um, that are out in the media and things of that nature. But some of these issues are, are real. At that time, you didn't have the platform, you didn't have the following, you didn't have the backing, you didn't have the sales that you may have now. Now you'd like to renegotiate. doesn't necessarily make it wrong. It's just at that time you weren't. It's just at that time at that you level. weren't. And right. it's like social media is such a force and driving and, and, it's, and it's, it's like a gift and a curse. Right. Because you could be a great singer with low numbers and they're not gonna raise their eyebrows to look at you. Right. You could be an okay singer with decent numbers and they start to raise their eyebrows. You could be a horrible singer with millions of numbers and yeah. now you're a star. Right. So right. now the person that is really talented, you won't never hear that about that person. He or she will never, and I say never, they probably won't ever get to the level of where they're trying to get because they're bringing what they quote call real right. they just they are very talented singers and some of them are even greater singers than others but when you start talking about singing it don't really mean anything to social media because there's a lot of people that could sing right. but do they have social media want to know what's the data right what's the numbers where's the numbers and when y'all get to a certain number then we'll start to raise our eyebrow and see what you're doing do you have the followers and, and that's the issue that a lot of people don't get and don't understand. It's not that you can't sing. It's not that you don't have a great record. It's not that you're not a great business guy or not that you're not a great businesswoman. It's just that you don't have the numbers. And if I was sitting here and I was going off of numbers, nobody mm. would want to talk to me. Right. Because the numbers can never make up for the wisdom and the knowledge sure. that exactly. I have. Exactly. Right. So when you when you start talking about being competitive and you need to have this this amount of your numbers need to be here we don't need you it's sad sure. it's killing right. a lot of great talent right because it's a facade you know a right. large extent but we but we all we all still chasing the numbers right. you know and we're looking at it we're looking at people that are very talented that are not that are not being or have the opportunity to get on in sports and right. in, in the entertainment world, you know, and just the white collar world, you know, uh, everyday, you know, jobs. Look at the employment rate, how it just went down. You can't right. get people to come to work. Right, true. What do we do about that? Right. You know, um, people come to work and don't want to be at work. So it's, it's, it's challenging, yeah. you know, being in this music and this entertainment world, you know, at this point. And I'm sure it's the same way for actors and actors. Right, absolutely. I think that lays a great foundation for your book. And just tell us about some of the, the pearls or the things that you really feel you wanted to bring out that maybe, like I said, don't typically get covered in the usual interview. Well, when I did um, This Is Music Now, from the demo to the limo, right we used to do demo tapes yeah. and we would send a demo to a record label and all that and if you were able to get you a record deal uh, you went from a demo to a limo right um, and I think with inside of that space we we talked about you know uh, producers and the, the producers versus beat makers right. um, we talked about lining up which understanding to stay in your zone, uh, do what you do best, uh, master, you know, what you do, your craft. Um, 
we talked about you know uh bodyguard and security and 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 we so we we talked about different things that go on in the music business but the interesting thing about the book we wrote the book from behind the scenes yes. we didn't write the book from being on the stage being the main artist uh performing for 14 15,000 people we wrote the book from those guys that we call roadies and we call um uh, uh the tech guys right. uh, um we call them stage hand loaders those are the guys that's putting that weight up over your head every night right. so if there's a loose motor or something or the lights didn't go in right we take we we take that for granted we never thank those guys right. they're the ones that's climbing those beams right. that's dropping the points back you know uh, so we can raise all of that weight up in the air over your head with video walls, sound right. lights, right. Um, uh, set pieces, and the whole nine. Right. And those guys don't get credit. Uh, and I think I think they'll do their credit because without them, you don't see no stage opening up and somebody coming up off the stage right. and things are moving and the razzle and dazzle right. without the guys I named. Sure. Uh, production managers, stage managers, sound engineers, monitor engineers uh so I, I think when you when you when you when you start to talk about my book that's what we talked about mm -hmm. we talked about uh, you know you're putting on the whole armor mm -hmm. uh, and not being come out like half dress right. you know pull your pants up <laughs> you know because you can't function 100 with your pants hanging down right. you can't even walk straight pull them up and that's what we talked about uh, things like that like you know just being prepared and being ready you know, we talked about how to put a show together right. uh, most people don't know what to do with 60 by 40 right. they think the middle of 60 by 40 is it right. so they come to the stage and they just stand in the middle right. you 40 feet wide and 60 feet deep you, you right. don't you have to know what to do with it exactly. that's a lot of wood that you yeah. on right right but when you don't understand what to do with it, you just standing there, right. and and you may have the greatest record on radio that's played the last 12, 14 weeks, yeah. and then somebody see you and never want to see you again. Right. It's like, oh, we wasted our money. He wasn't he or she wasn't good at all. Right. That's because you don't prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. So we talked about stuff like that. We talked about, you know, uh, the book mainly was like just go back and get some understanding on what you're doing. Right. We didn't say you had to produce like Babyface. Sure, right. We didn't say you had to produce like Terry and Jimmy. Right. We just said, look up Terry and Jimmy's right. format. Exactly. Study them. Listen to Stevie, how they put stuff together. And then if, if some of those you know, nuances work for you, right. use them. Sure. And nine times out of ten, when you hear some of the guys that I just called, right. you're going to use some of those nuances if you're a producer right. and you studied them. And then you'll understand why they get the sounds they, that they're getting, how to put sounds together. Right. But when you just grab a, a computer and some software right. and just go, and some people do well, they do right. great with it. Right. But for those that are not that talented, right. just under, just take a day or so and listen at how Motown, you know, produce records and, and, and stack records, sure. you know, out of Memphis. Just, you just have to listen to some of that stuff and, 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 and get a better understanding and that's what the book was about you just get a better understanding on 
what's going on in the music business. And, and, and then the new project that we just put together, it's now a combination of what we did in 2012, and then we studied the next five to six years, seven years, mm -hmm. and here we are in 22. And, and the Think and Say It Do It project is due out on the fourth quarter of this year or the first by the first quarter of 2023. Sure, I love it. Our show's called Music and Medicine. When you hear those words, what does that mean to you? Well, I think, I think music is a big part of medicine. Mm -hmm. And I say that because uh, and and you in medicine, you in you in that you in that field. You can listen to music, and and pain won't be as painful as it was. Yes. When the doctor has written all the prescriptions that they can write, right. when they gave, when they have given you everything that they can possibly give you to help make you comfortable, right. you can put on some music, and music soothes the mind. Yes. Because it's a feel, it's it's a, it's a, it's a rhythm, and 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 I don't know, the heart beats to a rhythm. Yes. Ninety percent of us walk to a rhythm. Yes. You know, things that we do, it's a rhythm, and you don't really pay attention to the rhythm. You swing your arms in a rhythm. You know, um, you uh, uh, you you talk with your hands, uh, uh, gestures with your hands, but it's rhythm. It's just not all over the place you can you know but it's it's on a, and you don't recognize that you're doing it right because you don't pay attention to the rhythm right you know that's in that and i think when you and, and it's interesting that you asked a question about music and medicine because i had a friend of mine he had a real bad accident mm. and he was burned from his head to his feet mm. and he survived and his brother older brother when he was in the hospital and stayed in there for almost a year or two, um, they played May's music. Mm -hmm. And his story, he'll tell you, that's the only thing that kept him here. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the medicine, it wasn't the doctors, that music, they used, to, they used to have to play that music. The nurses knew, the doctors knew, they had to play that May's music. Mm -hmm. And when he was able to come out the hospital, they would just put him in the car and ride him around Houston, but the whole time they were playing May's music. Right. And then he got an opportunity to meet Frankie Beverly. Right. And he told Frank how he had saved his life mm -hmm. just with that music. So, I, and, I, and in my Think It Said Do It project, mm -hmm. I talk about the colors of music. Yes. And I think that, and I'm no, I'm no scientist, sure. and I'm no doctor, but I just know when we can't say anything, mm -hmm. When all the tears are gone, we can't cry anymore. When we can't do some of the finer things in life that we used to do anymore, but we can put that music on. We can have right. a bad day at work, right. get in that car <laughs> and be on our way home and that music come on right. and everything that happened at work gone. Right. You, you have not talked to the wife, you have not talked to the family, right. you have not talked to the kids. You you have you done you 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 patient out now. I don't want to see no more patients. I don't want to talk to nobody else. But you get in that car, and you turn that music on. And before you know it, you at home and you don't even know it. You forgot the route. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you, 
I think it, I, I know that it helps because the rhythm, I, like I said, I talk about that and think it, say it, do it, you know, from the rhythm of the drums, mm -hmm. you know, to the heartbeats. I mean, from the rhythm of the, from the pulse of the drums, the rhythm of the guitars, you know, the heartbeat of the bass, you know, holding it down. I mean, you know, that's, I, I just think that music eases the soul. Mm -hmm. When we went through 9-11, and nobody in this country had the words. Right. They had music playing. Yeah. When they couldn't believe, we couldn't believe what we were looking at. And if you go back and you pay attention, or if you ever see it, the only words that were speaking was the music. Right. It was quiet. Mm -hmm. U.S. was quiet, but the music was there. Right. The music was there, and it, and it and that was a song for everything. It's a song for everything. Absolutely. You know. I want to take the points you're making uh, home with this concept and just open it up wider. What are those elements that you feel really help make music or a song, not necessarily just a hit, but make it last? Because you spoke about Frankie's music and it's lasted such a long time and will outlive him. I think that time and that era. Mm -hmm. I, I, th I think. It's very difficult for, for us to get a great song now. Right. Very difficult. Do your research. Mm -hmm. It's very, we, we can get a song talking about some things that's going on, but that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You won't get those Patti LaBelle's and Anita Baker's and the Luther's and Barry White's and Teddy Pendergrass's and Michael Jackson's and, and, and Prince's and Stevie. Um, Gap Bands, Commodores, LTD, um, Cameo, Brick. You just won't get those records no more. That time and that era where, where those artists were, um, and a lot, of, a lot of those songs was writers. Right. And, we, and, we, and we have left writers. We have producers and beat makers that are now the writers. Right. And that's not how those great records came. Those great records came from teams of writers writing for the artists. Right. And, and, and Frankie Beverly is special because, you know, he, 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 he was blessed with the ability to be able to write and arrange and play guitar, you know, and, and piano. So he, he heard it different. That's why Prince was such a you know, phenomenal musician. Not even we're talking about the talent, we're just talking about the musicianship right. and him understanding the music. Uh, we got those great songs. And I say 10, 15, 20 years from now, a lot of the hip hop music, you won't hear it. Right. You know, but those same songs and those same artists I'm talking about now, those songs are still playing yeah, to this day. Right, sure. Cause they was written arranged and produced and mixed properly. Right. And we don't get that anymore. I can start a beat bopping and you can start rapping right. and we can put it on social media and get a million views. Right. I can start singing and sound great and you can start singing and we sound great harmonizing together and individually we sound great and we'll never get a hit. Right. We'll never get one hit on social media. We could act a clown, or right. uh, we can do something foolishness, right. you know, and act a fool, and we get million hits. Right. We tell the truth or do something that's of value, 
and we don't get one hit. And it's sad to say, but that's what it is now. Right. You know? It's true. The quality quality has changed. Right. And putting the work um, and right. the instruments. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and like yeah. you said, this whole team collective of really building and putting a project together. Absolutely. As opposed to just maybe too quickly Absolutely. manufacturing. You look at, you look at, you look at La Face. Right. L.A. and Babyface. Right. You look at uh, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. Right. See, we talking about now. We, see, we talking about writers and producers. Exactly, yeah. See what I'm saying? You you look at um, you look at the, um, Motown, right. and you think about all of those guys that was over there that was writers right. and arrangers for the people like Smokies and, right. and the people that came from from over there and uh, the Jackson Fives that when they wasn't writing records and they had p people that was writing records and the Diana Rosses, right. you know. And you look at the Whitney Houston when Clyde Davis them had teams around her that was writers you know uh and 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 that's why you that's why you won't get that you 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 no 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 you can search 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 now will i sit here and lie and tell you that there's somebody that could probably sing whitney under the ground right but are they mentally prepared to do what whitney was mentally prepared to do right are they emotionally prepared to do what Whitney had to do emotionally? Are they willing to sacrifice how she had to sacrifice? Are they willing to work on their craft? Are they willing to leave everybody to go to be that? And that's where the rubber meet the road. Not the singing ability, mm -hmm. not the texture, not the, not the tone, I should say, not texture, but the tone of their voice could have great tones on their voice. But they're not willing to put that work in. Right. They want somebody to give it to them. And every time you meet them, well, girl, you could really sing. Oh, man, you could really sing. And then the next thing they say, yeah, man, I'm looking for somebody to help me. But you know what we do? We don't ask that magic question. How many people have already helped you? How many people that you came across that's been involved? And when you ask that magic question, that's when the rubber meet the road. Well, well I had someone to do bloop, 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 bloop. And you'll, you'll keep being like the Pac-Man game. You'll start off and you gotta go this way and go this way. And, but if you notice on the Pac-Man game, you can run off the board right. on one side and come back on on the other side. Right. And that's what you do with your career. You work with me, you leave me and run to you, leave you, you run to the next guy. Right. And then you, then when you get to run, you try to run back in now right. on the board. And, 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 and but if, if you take your time and you eat those fruit, you go to the next level. Every time you, but guess what? When you see, when you see it, when you see the guys coming at you, you run right. off the board because you know you can come back in on the other side. And before you know it, that's what you're doing. You're from person to person to person to person, and then you realize, okay, can't nobody help me now. So you're trying to start over because that game right. is over. Right. And that's how I see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, definitely an issue. Where can we find more about some of the projects that you're involved in now? Well, we're in the process of, of getting the website up. Uh, uh, like I said, the, the Think and Say It, Do It project is, um, who we started working on it in 2012 when we dropped the book. Mm -hmm. So we've taken our time to put it together. We're, well, we're not promising anybody any pipe dreams from mm -hmm. this, uh, this project. We just want to help you along the way. Um, some of the things that we talk about uh, in you being able to find the project, 
Uh, we'll have it on all of the social media platforms um, because we're building all that now. Right. We're going to release everything, you know, at one at one time. Uh, but some of the things we talk about in the Think and Say It Do It project, uh, some of the subject matters is putting on the whole armor, uh, the animal instinct in people, uh, drugs and alcohol in the uh, business, uh, being a star. Uh, most importantly, one of my favorites is relationships. Um, we talk about spirit, faith, and hope. We talk about the colors of music. We talk about the rewards. Um, we also break down why we named the project Think It, Say It, Do It. Um, because most people will think it, but a lot of times they won't even say it. Right. They just think it, and it just be all a thought, and right. they, they leave it alone, let it stay a thought. Then there's people that think it and say it, to themselves, but they never do anything. Right. But they'll come to you and say, have this, milli this million dollar, I'm telling you, man, if you do this, you can make a million dollars. And you haven't done anything. Right. So we took Think It, Say It, Do It, and we broke it down into like over some 20 different three to five minute videos. Okay. Um, and uh, we know that people are gonna appreciate it, yeah. you know, how we did this. Because, and then we talk about the rewards of life in the Think and Say It Do It project because it's nothing wrong with you working hard and rewarding yourself. And we break that down when you hear people say, Stay, I'm not going to change. Right. Why wouldn't you? Sure. Why would you work hard all your life yeah. to get to a certain point and then stay the same? Right. It, just, it just don't add up. Right. And you don't owe anybody anything. Right. If you worked hard for what you have, you don't owe anyone anything. Right. You know? So we talk about stuff like that um, in the Think It, Say It, Do It project. It's beautiful. We have 26 words of encouragement um, that we open up the project with. Um, and the 26 words is like power and observing and uh, understanding. Um, uh, keep God first. Um, is your spirit right? Uh, where's your faith? Love, um, understanding, staying humble. So we talk about those things. Is how we start off with encouraging you to take these twenty-six words and this entire project that I'm gonna talk about and use them. And I promise you, they'll help you. Yeah. They'll help you in your everyday walk. Absolutely. And, and I think almost no matter what field you're in, because your spirituality and your sincerity and desire to help comes across is why we wanted to be able to talk to you. Thank you. Because it's very clear that you not only have a tremendous passion for it, but you've really been there. And I think, uh, as you really alluded to in highlighting your conversation, this lack of artist development is a key piece that's missing while we may see people showing out, or maybe even more than just right, showing off. Right. And some of these foundational items that may be missing from home, or from family, or from church, or from mentors, really are, are critical for the artist if they're going to Very try to you know, be on a platform and withstand all the pressure, the demands, the questions, the issues, the performances, the schedule, the touring, the rehearsing. It's a tremendous amount of work. I talk about Stop making your homeboy and your homegirl your business manager. <laughs> Thank you. We talk about that. <laughs> yes. Leave them your homeboy and your homegirl right. or your friend or your loved one. Right. Let them stay that. Right. 
because this is a business out here. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to do is you're going to expose somebody that don't know, and it's not their fault. Right. They just don't know. Right. And they're trying, but they don't know. You, 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 we, we talk about that, and that, that's one of our favorite ones. You know, stop making the homeboy and the homegirl right. and the cousin and the mom and the daddy and the aunt and the uncle, the right. business manager and the manager right. and the security. Right. You know, we, we talk about all that in, in, in that whole think it, say it, do it, sure. you know, project. Sure. Well, yeah. it's been such a pleasure, Mr. Taylor, and you bring so much experience to the table, but um, the way that you're packaging it for the next generation, I think, is so giving, um, which I've seen all through this conversation, your teaching, your humility, but also constantly bringing up faith and um, it coming from a place of, of really um, sincerity, which I think yeah. is so important because it seems there's a tremendous lack of trust you know, in the industry. And like you said, then when you bring people in that may not know um, the business or even understand the art form and the work, then we you know, may get a, a tremendous challenge in their career. Right. And so uh, rather sort of avoid some of these pitfalls. So thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Sure. And you know I got to look at that camera <laughs> right there and say it. I'm Patrick Taylor from Taylor Made Entertainment. Think it, say it, do it, and we out. <laughs> I love it. And I'm Dr. Moshe Lewis, Music and Medicine. You've heard it here from Patrick Taylor, just phenomenal musician in terms of where he started and then really has helped other musicians grow and develop and wants to continue to help other musicians and people who are behind the scenes really take everybody's career to another level where we have quality, sincerity, trust, and even faith. I think that's a recipe for success any day of the week. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. 